0: You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the DNB Supply Show. This is your host Matt Breckwald. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us again this week. Well, you know, we're coming right up on travel trailer camping season, getting out there into the great outdoors and You know, there are a lot of reasons that we want some of the comforts of home when we're out there, and there's reasons where we need some of those comforts of home, and we've got people that want to get out into the great outdoors and but they've got medical equipment that needs to be able to run when they're out there. And so today I thought we would talk with somebody who can kind of address some of those concerns and those issues. And we're going to be speaking with Blaine Anderson, who is a regional sales representative with Honda Power Equipment. And we're going to talk mostly about generators and how to choose, how to select, and how to multipurpose a generator if this is a tool that you would like to use for recreation, for work, or even for home power backup. We're going to talk a lot about all of that, and we'll have that coming up for you. Now, I could not resist. Honda has started selling an autonomous lawnmower that will just go out and mow your lawn for you. You just set it and forget it. You don't have to do anything else after that. It's called the Mimo, and so I couldn't help that. So in our last segment of today's show, we do talk about that. I wanted to learn all about this autonomous, automatic, robotic lawnmower. So we'll be talking about that as well, but hopefully you get a lot of great information to help you enjoy your Western lifestyle all spring, summer, and fall long. Thank you, everybody. Blaine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today.
1: You're welcome. I'm uh, glad to be a participant.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I am eager to learn all about Honda Power Equipment. I wonder if we might start off by just having you kind of introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us who you are, what you do, that type of stuff.
1: Okay. I'm a Honda District Sales Manager, cover five Western states, and uh, I'm in what's called the CBU Group, which means Complete Built Units, of power equipment. Very good. How long have you been with Honda? Let's see, 13 years.
0: <laughs> okay. So you've, uh, you've built up some expertise over the years, I would assume.
1: Yes. Yes. And I've been in uh, the power equipment industry for pretty much most of my career.
0: Oh, very cool. So, uh, you know quite a bit about this stuff and I would assume that since you've spent the last 13 years with Honda that you must really like the products.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's a fantastic dynamic company and, uh, They offer a great quality product line, and uh, it makes my job a lot easier. Well, speaking of
0: that, you know, when it comes to Honda power equipment, how many different products are offered or lines of products, I guess?
1: Well, uh, under CBU, which I represent, uh, there's an industrial side, which are generators and water pumps. And then there's a lawn and garden side, which uh, on that side also includes snow throwers. So a pretty broad line of equipment.
0: Well, I've got questions for you today about uh, both the, uh, I guess, the industrial side. I want to talk to you about generators, but then also the lawn and garden side uh, there at the end. So if it's okay with you, I'll just kind of jump in. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about generators a little bit. You know, we're coming right up on the summer season and a lot of people, the first use I think of for a generator is people that are going camping and they want to power their trailers. But I know there's a ton more uses than that for generators i wanted to ask you for for what you sell there uh in your division of honda what are the primary uses that people are using generators for
1: basically there's three categories there's recreation which you've mentioned uh home backup and uh of course work uh, industrial type use
0: And I would assume that when somebody is selecting the size or the type of generator they're going to purchase, it's going to make a big difference on which one of those three uses they're intending it for. Absolutely. Let's talk recreation really quick. So uh, somebody who is going to use their Honda generator to power their travel trailer safe, as an example, what should they be looking for when they're selecting the generator they're going to purchase?
1: Well, usually in a recreational use like that, being super quiet is very important because uh, all campgrounds usually have quiet hours and uh, the super quiet inverter EU series uh, generator lineup is so quiet you can almost use it around the clock and nobody's going to know because of ambient noise out there in Mm -hmm. the campground.
0: Does that amount of sound or the amount of noise, does that change with the size of the generator?
1: It does a little bit uh, with Honda, not very much. Uh, the way Honda measures uh, and, and sound is measured out there in the in the world uh, is dB or decibel rating, mm-hmm. and uh, these rate from about 53 decibels up to 60 decibels. So very quiet because normal speech is about 60 dBA. The ambient noise out uh, in the suburbs without much going on is about 50 dBA. So you can see that they're uh, very quiet.
0: And when somebody is selecting one for their trailer or their camper, whatever that may be, what should they be looking at or what should they be considering when they're trying to pick a size?
1: Generally, do you have an air conditioner on that trailer? Um, Do you have two air conditioners on on your RV? Do you want to use anything that has a heating element, like a coffee maker Mm -hmm. or a hairdryer, that sort of thing?
0: So, depending on what you're going to run, that's going to make a difference on the size.
1: Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, I have a trailer that's 20 foot long. What size generator do I need? It really doesn't have anything to do with the size of the RV necessarily. It has more to do with how you want to manage the power use Mm -hmm. and uh, if you have air conditioners because they would use the most uh, electricity of, of anything usually on an RV.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get into kind of what these sizes
2: look like, how people can tell one from the other. Sound okay? Sounds great. You already know that Honda makes some of the most reliable, fuel-efficient cars on the planet, but that's just as true for Honda lawnmowers. The best thing about a Honda mower is it's a Honda, which means exclusive features like the 4-in-1 twin-blade cutting system that results in finer clippings for either bagging or when mulching, actually feeding your lawn with important nutrients. And it also means a highly fuel-efficient engine that's easier on the environment while you're sprucing up your environment. Plus, depending on the model, Honda Residential Mowers come with either a three or five-year limited warranty. Shop Honda at select DB Supply stores in eastern Oregon and Southern Idaho. This spring, before you get down to dirty work, head over to DB Supply because this is the season for mudslinging and muck raking, and you need garden boots that stand their ground. No soggy feet here. We stock the best and the brightest garden boots and clogs in great patterns and styles from Western Chief, Muck Boots, Bogs, Noble Outfitters, and more. Get out there without getting your feet wet and pick up a pair of garden boots or clogs at your favorite DMB.
0: All right, Blaine. Well, now that we're back, I, I want to ask you more about sizing generators. And we're still talking about recreational generators, but they're sized based on wattage, aren't they?
1: Yes, they sure
0: are. Okay. So what's, what's kind of a, uh, I guess a very popular wattage size of generator that, that you see sold?
1: Well, the most popular that Honda sells and is also sold at DMB supply was the EU 2000, which now has been replaced by an EU 2200. So you get basically 200 more watts of power in the same package for the same price.
0: So what does the EU stand for?
1: The EU stands for inverter and, okay. uh, that is uh, one of the best generators on the market today because it puts out the cleanest power. So with sensitive electronic items that you want to run, that's very important. And it's also the quietest mm-hmm. generator that Honda makes.
0: Now, uh, an EU 2200 is putting out 2200 watts. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, yes. Now, in terms of size, is that enough to run an air, one air conditioner on a trailer?
1: Probably not. So, there are three things that affect output of any generator. Uh, One is, what is the ambient temperature, hot or cold, that the generator's running in? What is the elevation? And uh, third, what is the resistance? Meaning, what uh, type of cord are you running from what you plug into the generator to the appliance or the RV? And what is the gauge of the wire? So, all generators, after the first 30 to 60 minutes, the power lessens uh, the, the power output. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, what Honda has done all across the board on all their generators is they've under-promised, and they hope to over-deliver. Okay, How's that? <laughs> that
0: sounds great. So, the, the typical person who's buying the what used to be the EU 2000, now the 2200, what are they hoping to run with that?
1: Pretty much everything in their RV. Uh, They can run lights, uh, Blu-ray players, TVs, uh, microwave ovens, pretty much anything if they'll manage the power. And and really, uh, I I don't want to promise this because there are different size uh, air conditioners out there, Mm -hmm. but at some elevation and some condition that may even actually run an air conditioner.
0: Now, if somebody wants to make sure that they can run their air conditioner one or two units or whatever that may be, what size should they be looking at?
1: So, uh, generally speaking, uh, RV air conditioners are rated by BTU. They start at 10,500 BTU. Uh The most common is a thirteen five BTU. Some larger RVs uh, have have larger ones than that, but, uh, and I don't want to get too technical here, Matt, but, there's something called um, the law of ohms, and, and what that basically says is if you take amps and you times it by the volts, it will equal the watts. Okay. And that's in a perfect world. So on any electri- electrical appliance, whether it be an air conditioner, power tool, etc., there should be a, a little uh, plate on any electrical appliance that will tell you how many amps it will draw and so the volts are always going to be 120. Okay. So if it, uh, let's just say it had a 10 amp draw, 120 volts, that would mean that appliance would take 1,200 watts of power in a perfect world. Okay. Now what, what kind of throws a monkey wrench in all that is uh, there are resistive and reactive type loads. And so I'll just use a, a refrigerator because that's a pretty common appliance. Generally, to start a refrigerator takes about 1,200 watts, but only 400 watts once it's started out. The compressor's running and everything. Okay. So that's a reactive type load.
0: So, like for an air conditioner, is it a reactive type load as well?
1: Uh, yes, it would be. So, a, a resistant type load would be think about lights. When you turn a light on, uh-huh. if it's a 60 watt bulb, it's going to take 60 watts of power. Okay. All the time. Okay. So there's kind of the difference.
0: So if you're trying to size a generator to run your air conditioner, you need to know what it's going to pull at that startup, and then what it's going to pull after it gets going. Is that right?
1: Correct. Yep.
0: Okay. You bet. Very good. And that'll that'll coordinate to uh, the size of the generator that you're going to be purchasing.
1: Yes. Yes. And now the EU 2200. Generally speaking, most applications, it's going to uh, run pretty much everything. Uh, a person wants in an RV, Mm -hmm. except for maybe that air conditioner. And the great thing about Honda on this uh, inverter series is you can parallel it with another inverter. So you could buy two EU 2200s, parallel them together. Now you have 4,400 watts, which is going to run any air conditioner on any RV, even if you have two air conditioners up there on the roof.
0: And so I was reading about that on your website, parallel capability. That's what you're talking about there.
1: Yes, yep.
0: So you're kind of making a chain of generators, is that right?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: All right, well,
3: let's take a quick break and when we come back I want to ask you about using generators for home use. DMB knows you've got a long summer in store with work to do at home by day and rodeos to see at night. Luckily, DMB supply carries a brand of clothing that can do it all, and that's Wrangler. Wrangler apparel is known to feel good in the saddle, work hard on the ranch, and give you a stylish western look out on the town. It's versatile clothing that gets it done. For quality clothes steeped in Western heritage, round up some Wrangler for the family at your favorite D&B supply. This is Bill's Yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. Because Scott's weed grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today.
0: All right, Blaine. Well, now that we're back, another use you've got listed for generators is using that for a backup system for home electricity. How much are you seeing that these days in terms of people wanting to make sure they've got uh, generator backup in case they do lose power at their homes?
1: You know, it's a market that's fairly small, but uh, Honda is the largest portable generator manufacturer in North America, and so the idea is that you can use it not just only for home backup but for recreational or for work. So you've got the capability to uh, use it for any of those major markets that we've talked about. And uh, and then if you're going to move or you move fairly frequently, you can take the generator with you rather than it being a stationary unit that sits out on a concrete pad.
0: Very good. And I, I was looking at accessories on your site, especially when it came to using generators for this purpose. And I saw something down there about transfer switches. Uh, it says to safely connect a generator, to your home how does that work and does it take a lot of installation to make it capable of doing that
1: well Honda always recommends that you use a uh, transfer switch uh, there will be some people that tell you oh you don't need to do that but uh, uh, electricity will run different directions and so what the safety factor is there is that you don't want to back feed power back up through the the power grid and possibly do damage but more importantly mm-hmm. You don't want somebody working on the power lines and they don't understand that there's back-feeding oh. electricity coming from the other direction and maim or, or heaven forbid, kill somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So a transfer switch, if you throw that switch, then the house will be totally powered by the generator and there will be no connection to the outer grid. Is, am I understanding that correctly?
1: Yeah. Yes, okay. that's correct.
0: Now, in terms of, of how that works, if somebody wanted to convert over or have that capability, is that a big-time installation or a, a change to the electrical system of your house? Is that a, how much installation does it take to do something like that?
1: Well, we would always recommend, and Honda would always recommend, uh, to have a uh, licensed electrician do the installation. Generally, uh, the cost of the transfer switches through Honda is about, on the low end, uh, around $100, and on the high end, uh, maybe uh, $400, $500 for the switch. And there's a variance in the uh, installation because uh, where do you want the the plug and how much wire does it take to run it to that area Mm -hmm. where you want that generator to be plugged in at.
0: Got it, okay. And is this something that the electrician installs and it hooks into your your breaker box type system
1: this sits uh basically uh right by the box so it's it's separate from okay. uh your your electrical box that you, that, that is in your home
0: well, I know that, uh, that you're not. Well, I don't know actually if you are or not, but I'm assuming you're not an electrician, so I won't try and have you explain all the details. <laughs> uh, people should, should contact a qualified electrician to do this, but that's really interesting that you can hook that up. And so if you do lose power, especially for an extended amount of time, you can switch it right over and uh, at least have some limited capabilities in your house, if not 100% of what you had before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then Honda actually partnered with a company called APC. Uh, you may recognize that name. They do backup battery power for computers Okay. and they develop together jointly, um, uh, a transfer switch, which, uh, is kind of a no nonsense, no brainer type, uh, deal where if the power goes out on the grid, you simply start your generator, plug it in to the outside of, of where your plug is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's outside the house. <laughs> and, uh to the priority that you've set up, it will run your top priority and turn off the lower priority if it needs to. If not, it will, uh, but it will manage the circuits without you having to be by the box and, and turn okay. different switches on and off. So it's very convenient.
0: So essentially what you're saying is uh, if you don't have the this type of switch, then you need to be shutting off some of your breakers when you go to generator power so you don't overwhelm the generator?
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. Well, I mean, in an extended power outage, if you could keep your freezers turned on, your refrigerator turned on, uh, that right there would be a big deal.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Now, for the workplace, you talked about uh, multi-use for the generators, workplace, recreation, home backup use. Uh, the folks that are using generators at the workplace, are they, are they needing larger generators to power larger pieces of equipment and things like that, or what are they using them for mostly?
1: Yeah, typically they need, uh, oh, 3,000 watts of power or more. Of course, it depends on the contract and what they're doing, what their focus is. But uh, one thing that a lot of people don't realize in the industrial area is uh, if they're working on a government job site or an OSHA job site, Mm -hmm. they actually have to have a generator that has GFCI circuitry.
0: So what is GFCI?
1: Basically, the way I explain it in layman terms is it's just like the switch in your bathroom where you push a button to test it, Uh and it clicks, and and now the outlet doesn't work. It's the same thing as that. So if there's any resistance coming back to, say, uh, shock anybody, it's going to stop that.
0: And obviously, if OSHA is saying they require this, then that must mean that not all generators have a GFCI switch on it.
1: That is correct. That is correct. So, Honda has a whole series of generators that have GFCI circuitry, and they call that uh, EB series.
0: So, Honda sells them both with and without then?
1: Correct. Yep.
0: Well, Blaine, let's take another break. When we come back, I've got, uh, boy, I've got a lot more questions for you. I Obviously, you can tell I'm very interested in this topic.
1: Well, great. I'm uh, excited to be on your show, and and glad if I can help you or anybody out there listening.
3: Know how to power through your to-do list of home improvement projects with the extensive line of power tools from Steel available at D&B Supply. From legendary chainsaws and industry-leading construction tools to powerful blowers and dependable trimmers like the FS38 Grass Trimmer available at D&B for just $129.95. Steel tools are designed for reliability and built for the long haul. Get your motor running for whatever project comes your way and pick up Steel power tools at your favorite
2: d&b supply at d&b supply we believe happiness comes from the inside out especially when it comes to our pets so give them hill science diet for many happy wags and purrs using only high quality ingredients hill science diet is expertly crafted for lifelong health with formulas for every age size and special nutritional requirements from joint care oral health and weight management it's the number one choice of vets to feed their pets Keep your pet happy-go-lucky and pick up Hill Science Diet at D&B. All right, Blaine. Well, let's talk about fuel consumption. So we've kind of talked about
0: the capabilities of the generators and things like that. But let's say you're out and uh, you're going to run a generator overnight and you've got it hooked up to your travel trailer. Is is one tank of gas going to get you through the night?
1: Yes, uh, it it is. In fact, you broach a a very interesting subject there because uh, there's a lot of people that uh, today want to go out camping and not be tethered to their house, and they are on a medical device of some sort that has to run mm-hmm. through the night. Yeah. And on this EU 2200, it has a 1.1 fuel capacity, and it's going to run a minimum of eight to nine hours on a quarter load.
0: So you can get all the way through. You fuel, fill that tank before you go to bed, and when you get up the next morning, fill it up again, and, and you're good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, depend upon, you know, the conditions, that that could run as as long as 15 hours on a tank. So it's a pretty good deal.
0: Very good. And now is there a recommended fuel like, you know, uh, a recommended octane or something like that for running in a Honda generator?
1: Yes. Honda recommends an 87% octane or higher. And uh, as you well know, in our fuels today, we have generally 10% ethanol. Mm -hmm. If you can find a non-ethanol fuel because you store the generator typically that's even better
0: now let's talk about maintenance really quick so now somebody has purchased a generator they've gone out and used it they've enjoyed it it's enhanced their summer camping experience or whatever that may be and the season is winding down what do people need to be doing to maintain their generators and then the batteries on their generators if they have an electric start
1: excellent question if it has a battery preferably you you can buy a little apparatus called a battery tender they're usually around thirty nine ninety five something like that. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it senses when the battery gets to a low point and it keeps it charged fully because these are lead-acid batteries. And what happens if you let that get discharged and then the weather turns particularly cold, it will ruin a perfectly good and new battery for that matter. Okay. So that would be the battery side of it. On the fuel side of it, um, you can... Uh, Get fuel stabilizer and put that in the tank and then make sure you run it so that it gets in the carburetor. And uh, on this new EU 2200, there's a feature where you can actually run the generator until it dies and clears out the carburetor with the fuel that typically would be left in there. Okay, And then you can turn it off.
0: Oh, really? So you can run it out completely and have no gas in the system at all?
1: That's correct,
0: yeah. And, and so no concerns about seals or gaskets or anything like that drying up if you do that?
1: No, no. Now, Honda would recommend that you uh, take the generator out often and, and what they call exercise. Just like we need to exercise our bodies, we need to exercise the generator okay. uh, to keep, like you're talking about, seals, uh, that sort of thing, so that they don't uh, rot and decay.
0: And how about oil changes? How frequently should people be changing engine oil in their generator?
1: When it's uh, new, they typically say anywhere between five to 15 hours, just to make sure that you clear out anything that little shavings that may have been Mm -hmm. left there in manufacturing. Uh, And then after that, typically uh, somewhere between 50 to 75 hours and then change the oil.
0: Now, for people who are taking it out during the summer, uh, is there a concern? Like, should you be trying to place your generator in the shade or creating shade for it? Or does that even have any impact on it while it's running during the day?
1: Certainly, if it's cooler, so a shady area, it would uh, operate better. It's better on the equipment. Uh, The most common thing and probably the most important thing is that you put a some type of a pad down so that the generator is not sitting right in the dirt. Okay. Because it can uh, ingest dirt. Not so much in the engine because it has an air filtration system. Mm-hmm. But in extreme extreme conditions, I've seen where these things have a breather on them, just like you and I have have nostrils to breathe. Right. And if that gets plugged up because dirt gets up in there, it would be just like. Uh, asking you to uh, go run around the block to let me stuff some cotton up your nose first <laughs> okay so the so not not very good on the equipment
0: no absolutely not and and so i'm assuming the pad kind of keeps the the vibration of the generator from agitating dirt and dust and kicking that up into that breather is that right Yes, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. All right, well, I'll tell you what. I love talking about the generators. I think they're great tools. And uh, I've, in our next segment, I'm going to ask you about a very cool mower that Honda has come out with. But before we go to our break and before we go on to our next segment, is there anything else that people listening should know about generators?
1: One thing I always stress is it just doesn't make uh, common sense or any intellectual sense to buy a cheap generator and then hook it up to very expensive equipment. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Honda makes very high-quality generators. All of them put out high-quality clean power, and uh, they will last uh, a lifetime if you take care of them.
0: Great. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take that last break. And when we come back, I've got
3: to ask you about this mower, okay? Okay. Good values come naturally here at D&B Supply. Take Blue Buffalo, a healthy, holistic pet food now on sale during the D&B Truckload Pet Food Sale from February 7th to the 13th. Get $5 off 15-pound bags of Blue Buffalo Dry Cat Food and $7 off 24-pound bags of Blue Buffalo Dry Dog Food. In addition, you'll save at least 10% on all other pet foods storewide. So get in on some great values and come out to the Truckload Pet Food Sale this February
2: at D&B. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. All right, Blaine. Well, now that we're back now, as I was going through the website
0: and looking at things and, and kind of doing my research, I came across a heading for robotic mowers. And then I learned about the MIMO and I'm fascinated with this idea. I wanted to ask you about this. So could you for a second, just explain to everybody what the MIMO is?
1: You bet. MIMO basically, uh, stands for many, uh, uses and, uh, what Honda has developed here is, is an autonomous mower that uh, I guess we're getting lazier uh, all the time as Americans, <laughs> but uh, we can sit in the house and, and sip on lemonade or iced tea or coffee, whatever, and watch our lawn be uh, mowed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's fascinating to watch the videos about how this works. I guess that is a great question. is how does this work? How can you have an autonomous lawnmower out there just taking care of business for you?
1: Well, it's battery-powered. Battery technology has has come to new highs in what they can do. And uh, this autonomous mower can come out and cut a third to a half acre of grass. Now, not all at once, Mm -hmm. but think of it more like your irrigation system where you set your timer to come on maybe three to five times a week or whatever it is, depending upon the season. You would set this mower to come out two to three, maybe five times a week, and it will go out and cut the grass, and uh, it does a very, very high-quality cut job.
0: Now, if it doesn't do it all at once, then it must remember where it's been and go to the next spot the next time it comes out. Is that how it works?
1: It does. It does. There's a kind of an onboard mini-computer, if you will, and uh, it has different settings. You can set it to cut diagonally. Uh, you can set it to cut in a circular motion or random so it it does a combination of everything so if you were to watch maybe the first cut it would look like a bad haircut but uh, (laughs) once it's gone out uh, for its two or three times depending upon the size that you've got it set up in Mm -hmm. uh, it actually has a, a fantastic cut quality
0: so does it decide when it's going to stop cutting for the day just based on its need to recharge
1: well it will do that there are recommended settings so I think they recommend uh, you can go out up to about three hours, but if the battery, for some reason, senses it's below a certain point, Mm -hmm. it will go back to its uh, docking station and recharge.
0: Interesting. So, it goes right back and it, it can find its way back to the docking station and just automatically recharge?
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Unbelievable. Now, how long has Honda had this? This is fascinating.
1: You know, they had a, a, I'll I'll call it a soft release uh, late last fall. Okay. And uh, they're getting more aggressive this year with some incentives for those who purchase them uh, as far as install credits for $500, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, and some other things. But uh, Honda sees it across the pond in the UK and uh, other places. Uh, This has become a very popular thing. And uh, they think that uh, it's going to become ever more popular in the states, and maybe replace uh, the need for riding lawn mowers.
0: Now, does this mulch the grass as it goes through and cuts?
1: It does. It does. It has three blades under it, and they uh, are a filet blade, meaning that they, uh, if they were to hit a hard object, they would filet back and not do any damage. Okay. And uh, it does mulch. And uh, like I said, I used, uh, Honda allowed me to put one on on my own property, and I tried it, and probably the most uh, uh, significant thing I would stress is the cut quality is unbelievable.
0: And so they they work on a slope, and you said with that filet blade uh, if they hit something hard, it avoids damage to both what they hit, but also to the mower itself?
1: Correct. And then there's sensors on the outside of the mower that if it comes up onto a, a hard object, it will back away from it automatically. So if people
0: like say they've got a sprinkler system and one of them failed to retract back down down in the ground after it shut off, it can sense that and avoid that collision or that damage.
1: Correct. You bet.
0: Okay. Now, what about the edges of the lawn? How in the world does it know when to stop so it doesn't go into your flower bed, your garden, whatever it may be?
1: Part of the install is a boundary wire. So it knows where that boundary is. And basically think of it like an electric fence maybe uh, that keep pets in the yard so it knows that boundary, and you there's an adjustment of how much it can come up to that boundary line
2: mm-hmm.
1: so there there is going to be some trimming needed,
0: okay, so just like normal, we have to trim around the edges maybe uh but in this yes. case, that's all you have to do because the mimo's taking care of the rest of the mowing.
1: Correct. Okay. Yep.
0: Now, my lawn, before the first mowing of the year, tends to look more like the uh, Amazon than it does uh, a regular lawn. <laughs> that first yes. mowing, can the MIMO take that, or do we need to go out there with a the conventional lawnmower and get it down to a level so the MIMO can take over?
1: Well, they recommend uh, on first installation that the lawn be cut. Okay. And, and basically, the MIMO's going to now maintain it at that level that you've cut it at.
0: Now, when it's, if there's been wind or something like that, and there's some debris, leaves or maybe small pieces of wood on the lawn or something like that, will it just go right over the top of that? Will it sense it and stop? How will that work?
1: It will sense it and go around it. And uh, if it ever gets into, uh, like I had a, a low area where if it rained a lot, there would be a puddle of water. If it attempts to go into an area where there's something like that, it will... Uh, attempt three times and then it will stop and go away
0: now let's say that it's chosen a time to reactivate and go out there and start cutting but your sprinklers come on or a storm blows in it starts raining or something like that is that going to damage the unit
1: they do recommend that you do not have it come uh, on when the sprinklers are on because you know most people have pop-up sprinklers they pop up underneath and that would be a problem
0: what about a rainstorm is that going to hurt the mower
1: no no they've run these in very wet climates like oregon Uh washington and uh no problem whatsoever
0: now as i was envisioning how i would use this i was thinking of living in town and having a front yard that goes right out to the sidewalk and i was like well the backyard would be great but i'd have this thing running around my front yard somebody to run off with it and then i saw that's been addressed how did honda address the uh the security issues and theft issues with this autonomous mower
1: and That's a great question. Um, when it's set up there's a pin number just like your pin number for your banking card and uh, they tell me that it's very high level security. So if somebody were to let's say pick it up, uh, number one you can set it so an alarm goes off okay. and number two with this pin code it basically becomes uh, a boat anchor. It's worthless to them because uh, cracking that pin number is, is they tell me impossible.
0: Well, it's fascinating technology and, you know, uh, maybe we're lazy or maybe we're just freeing up time to do something that is more valuable to us than pushing a lawnmower. Who knows? But uh, really, really (laughs) fascinating. Blaine, thank you so much for coming on today. It's all very interesting information and uh, love your guys' products. You make great stuff. Really appreciate you sharing with us today.
1: Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure to uh, be on your show and uh, I hope this has uh, helped somebody out there.
0: Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.